doing it. This is our intro music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the City Church Podcast. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'm rolling with that. I'm rolling with that. We're going. Okay, what's going on, everybody? This is Pastor Joel, and I am excited that we have some special, not normal guests with us today. We got Mr. Matt Moore. Not normal. Hello, not normal, Matt Moore. We got Clay Myatt. Hey there, good to and, be here. And we got Jason Beller. Howdy. Uh, normally, Mr. Paul Turner is hosting us, and normally we also have Corey with us, but both are not available at the time that we're doing this podcast. So uh, we wanted to get this to you, and today we're talking about the church plant that we are hoping and praying for uh, in the next coming year, downtown Cleveland. We wanted to talk more about that. So who am I kicking it off to? How are we going to get this thing started? I'd love to start with just a question. Um, this is Matt speaking, um, but I want to ask Clay, since Clay kind of yeah. came to us with this idea in the first place, why downtown to begin with? What what makes you think that that's a good place for a church plant? Yeah, so this has been something that's been stewing in my mind, something I've been praying about for about a year and a half now when I first met Corey and learned about the church planting residency here at City Church. And over the last year, I have um, been meeting with various pastors, various people who live in Cleveland, as well as, again, praying myself, uh, exploring different parts of the city. And I have thought about planting in different parts of the city, but ultimately settling on downtown for a couple of reasons. One is the need for churches downtown. Mm-hmm. So the um, downtown Cleveland has been the fastest growing neighborhood mm-hmm. in Cleveland since the 1990s. Uh, according to Matt Moore, I heard. I'm sure you get this information from somewhere. <laughs> oh, um, that's a very trusted source. Of that <laughs> is actually. There are uh, more people living downtown today than ever before. Yeah, right? highest population um, percentage ever, uh, yeah. like capacity downtown, and they're building sky rises in apartments like they like faster than they can fill them. Yes, so, no, they're filling them faster than they can they can build them. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the population is, is is very high and quickly growing, especially when you compare it to downtowns uh, of other cities, and and moreover though the. the um, there probably, I mean, I don't. This is, in, you know, I wouldn't know this for sure, but there probably are fewer gospel preaching churches downtown uh, than ever before. Mm-hmm. There are a handful of churches that are doing great work in the city, but uh, you know, many have closed doors in the in the last few decades. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's this huge population of people that are down there who, um, who, who I think would benefit from having a church down there in the city that they can walk to. So that's one part of it is the need. The second part of this is my own desire and uh, heart for the people that are down there. I'm from Cleveland. As I was talking to a guy, a, uh, a missionary actually to part of uh, Asia, he was saying, you're an indigenous leader, you know, and that's true. I was, you know, I'm from here. I was, I was raised up here as a, uh, you know, native Clevelander. And these are in many ways my peers. The people who live downtown are generally in their 20s and 30s. The median age is around 30. And, um, you know, um, tending to be more educated people, just people who, who I, yeah, some of these are my former classmates, you know, that I went to high school with. And so I have a heart specifically to reach um, these people, my, my peers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can also just take a step back. I mean, I personally... Um, downtown has been something that I, I have thought about for a long time, wanting to mm-hmm. see a church planted uh, down there. And uh, 
uh, that has um, really from the beginning of City Church back like four name changes uh, <laughs> that that has been our heartbeat uh, yeah. is to see churches in neighborhoods uh, in in Cleveland but um, I think something that we really wanted to like take some time to do today on this podcast was just talk a little bit about what we've learned um, over the last 10 years plus um, uh, the mistakes that we've made in church planting uh, that's something you know I've been I've been here for all of them so I can I can probably talk about all of them um, but this there's a, a genuine uh, humbling that I think all of us have been experiencing as leaders over the last uh, few years uh, and I think that we're really seeking to do whatever is in front of us uh, with the work of church planting uh, with this this newfound humility and seeking to be just a part of what what the Lord is doing in this city so let's hang there for a second what do we, yeah. what do we think about there yeah. Well, I was one of those mistakes um, coming in, so, so let's start with that. So I've lived it up closer, but that, um, it's only half joking. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that, that's exactly how I would put it. I think the Lord has humbled us, that we had, I think, really good intentions uh, based on what I heard, the, the mm. vision that was presented to me when I decided to move up here in 2017 to pursue church planting. And um, the heart was there, but there were there were some some things that we... Uh, maybe thought we could do or thought we could do on our own um, that maybe wasn't necessarily true. And, you know, there's a lot of things that went into that. But I think the biggest thing I'm taking away now mm-hmm. is that we should be learners. We should be open to, to partnerships and partnering with other churches, other mm-hmm. gospel people um, in the city that, that want the same thing, have the same kind of vision. And we just want to see disciples made. We want to see the Great Commission um, sought and accomplished um, in our city. And and I think our posture now is much more of a waiting on the Lord, mm-hmm. trusting His provision and His wisdom, um, and not kind of outpacing um, what maybe even the Lord is doing in our mm-hmm. city. So, Yeah, I feel like we, we uh, in the past, just because um, uh, in the Lord's providence, uh, and not necessarily to things that we can point to very easily, uh, in the Lord's providence, we did grow very quickly as a church plant early on. Um, and I think that gave us a false sense of expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we were not experts, mm-hmm. but I think we thought of ourselves as experts. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that wasn't just us, but other people are desperately looking for people to be experts in church planting. <laughs> it doesn't take much to be held up as like that's the model, right? right? Yeah, in the that's city right. like Cleveland. People yeah. wanted us to be not so a lot going on. That, and not, yeah. that's not me like, you know, uh, blame shifting because that, you know, I, I was here a part of crafting our leadership. I was, a, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that that wasn't on me or us. Uh, but there really was this, this sense of like, oh, wow you planted a church and it grew. Like, how did you do that? Uh, and, you mm-hmm. know, I think there's probably a number of stats that Matt somehow has in his computer about uh, about church planting uh, and, and about how often uh, they, they are either successful or exist after a couple of years mm-hmm. or how often they do not. Uh, and so I think that there was this, this false sense of, of expertise. And, and I think that was a major way that we have been uh, humbled just to say, well, this this kind of like worked this first time we saw some people come and then when we went out on our on our own to, to plant ourselves um, you know we started running into a lot of things like man we really we don't know how this how mm-hmm. this works we are not experts and I think that we uh, need to rely quite a bit more on not only the Lord but on other people and uh, I think we also uh, just to, to state it plainly I think that we had far too high of expectations uh, 
uh, for how quickly and how effectively we can plant churches in, mm. in our city. Mm. Uh, these like metrics that were really pushing us uh, to, to do things. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think, um, I, th- I think all of us are pretty hesitant to put any of those metrics on anything that we do in the future, yeah. just knowing how slow and relational and mm. uh, just more like a, a farmer sort of work than it is like a tech startup or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. So. I think, uh, and I can give light to some of those stats, um, if that's okay. So actually very similar to um, business ventures, very similar to nonprofits, although the church is very different at its core, um, they have about the same success rate. So one in 10 is usually um, what I hear. So 10 to 12% of new businesses uh, last after three years. You just make Clay really nervous. Yeah, that's right. I just saw Clay's countenance drop. (laughs) The room actually went dark. Thunder clouds rolled in. Clay just walked off. Uh, Clay did not walk off set. But um, yeah, and um, so, but here's some good news. So when new churches do last, um, 60 to 80 percent of their members are people that were not in a church elsewhere. So they're Mm. newly involved. They're newly churched people, and that is specifically with new churches. Now, churches like us in the Heights, what is normal, what is statistically um, shown and researched is if a church is 10 to 15 years old, 80 to 90% of their new members are transfers from other churches. So Mm -hmm. we are entering a season where statistically we're more likely to have people moving from another church, which isn't gaining new Christians necessarily, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas new church plants are much more evangelical, much more of a fresh witness in a new place. Mm -hmm. So I hope that's encouraging. Um, I've got kind of two thoughts on sort of the posture and how the Lord has humbled us and changed us. Um, Church planting can be kind of an interesting atmosphere. Um, And we were just at a conference a couple weeks ago here in Northeast Ohio, and Joel was asked by several people, hey, there's a new church plant in the Heights. How do you guys feel about that? Like, do you feel like <laughs> you being, like, is this a turf war thing? Are they mm. stepping on your toes? And what, how did you respond, Joel? Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I'll take 30 more. Yeah, 30 more, more churches, please. please. <laughs> I don't know if uh, six or seven years ago we would have felt the same or answered right. the same. That's right. So the Lord has... Um, we let them use our space. That's like yeah. part of, like, we yes. want them here. Want them how here. can we help you? That's here. true. Yeah, we yes. gave them our keys, um, which, again, I think the Lord has grown our heart. Um, to, to really expect a big harvest and expect him to own um, just every part of it and to entrust him and not try and grip or grasp anything. Mm. Um, but we still see a lot of that throughout the city and then throughout mm. the country. So I think um, learning to partner well, learning to collaborate and, and not control um, is a big part of what I think healthy church planning looks like. Mm. But Clay, what about you? How are we going to do this? How, yeah. how are you going to to start a new church downtown? Yeah, uh, one thing I think about on this is um, Acts chapter 19, Paul's third missionary journey. On his first two, he travels throughout the Mediterranean world uh, from place to place. But on that third one, he chooses to camp out in Ephesus, which is a huge city in the region, probably the biggest city in the region. And um, he, he's teaching there. He's you know starting a church there. And uh, Luke, who's writing Acts, writes uh, at the end of two years, all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia had heard the word of the Lord, mm. which is an amazing thing to say because that's a big region or you know Asia. The province of Asia is pretty big, 
and he was doing work in, in Ephesus. And so the idea is that people, uh, you know, the city was a place that people were coming and going to. Um, and when I think about downtown, I think about a similar strategy that yeah. people, it, you know, it's going to be a more transient area. Downtowns of cities mm-hmm. tend to be like that. People tend to be younger. And so maybe they're a part of the church for three, four, five years, whatever the case may be. Uh, and, then, and then they move on. But if the church has a vision for and discipling people for those few years that they're part of the church and then sending them out and people are coming through and you know like that mm-hmm. the potential impact is is really quite large and it's a really a, a beautiful thing if the church has that vision so i do think that's that's a big part of this as far as the strategy of what we'll be doing there um i like simplicity and um the strategy that i've thought through for the church is kind of think of as a three-legged stool uh, worship, community, and mission. Mm. Um, worship, you know, what we do, what Christians have done for 2,000 years, gathering on Sundays. I've really, you know, appreciated um, my time here at City Church and the intentionality and, and value we put on that, uh, on the Sunday morning gathering of gathering around the Word and singing and prayer and the sacraments. And that's, I see a similar thing happening downtown. The second part of that community, um, when I've talked to people who live downtown, this is really, really important because even though people live on top of each other downtown, uh, you know, on the in these apartments, it is a fairly isolating and lonely place. Yes. That's how people describe yeah. it. Um, that's true for probably various reasons of people and again, my my age range in the 20s and 30s. Um, so in a church, you know, is much more than this, but fundamentally it is a community, right? That's what that's what mm-hmm. we're starting. And so a, a space having even sm- uh, smaller, more intimate groups where people can study the word together, practice hospitality and encouragement, accountability, praying together and so on. And then the last leg of that stool is mission. And worship and community are both missional because it's giving people an insight into who we are. But I also have in mind here specific outreach events, partnering with other ministries in the city. And here is where I've been influenced as well by um, Tim Keller and, and his church planting in New York is thinking about that intersection of faith and vocation, uh, both as a way to disciple believers and think connecting their faith and the gospel to their work, as well as though as a way to, to reach out to people and to share the gospel with them as an avenue, as uh, your work and your vocation, not as an end in of itself, because if it is that, I think there can be a lot of emptiness in that ultimately, but as part of a bigger story, as part of what God's doing and making all things new in Jesus, I think it's a beautiful thing and uh, inviting people into that. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of, of how we're going to go about Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that's thrilling, and I know you studied um, the intersection of faith and work, right? And yeah, some. So I, I, did. I can't wait to see yeah. what the Lord does yeah. through you. It's such a great here. fit for downtown. It oh is. My goodness. Like that's, a lot of people are like young, focused on their careers. Exactly. And, yeah. and when you look yeah. at a map, it looks like arteries heading to the heart. You oh know, yeah. Downtown yeah. looks very much like the center, um, as it would in most yeah. maps. So, yeah. I love um, that idea of like equipping our like believers who spend like most, most of their like you know waking hours exactly. in their career as well as a, a chance to reach others. It's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, what a yeah. beautiful framework. I'm excited. When are we going to do this, Clay? So you talked a little bit about why downtown, how are we going to do this, but but when? Is there a timeline? Is there a yeah. due date? Um, yeah. Are we kicking you out of the house when you turn 18? Yeah. It, it is, I mean, it is, granted, it is a soft timeline. It's almost in the sense of, like, steps have to happen for the next step to happen. Mm-hmm. But over these next few months, I will be 
talking to various people at City Church, at uh, you know members of City Church, mm-hmm. other people at Cuyahoga Valley Church, who's the uh, you know who really is uh, the, even the primary sending church, but I, and other people, other believers I know in Christ are uh, in Cleveland, other people I, I meet downtown, but really it's recruiting a core team these next few months. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get fifteen to twenty people who can be a part of creating that. Um, culture and dna and the values of the church i see um in late august you know ish somewhere around then begin meeting with that core team uh maybe twice a month to get to know one another Mm. i'd love to study the early chapters of the book of acts with that group to think about what i think those chapters of acts are meant to be paradigmatic shaping what the life of the church is supposed to be like what was that word uh, paradigmatic is okay. that some people right. I gotta uh, get a degree yeah, yeah. alright okay uh, Mr. Vanderbilt over there. <laughs> creating a paradigm for uh, what the church should look like that's is, a great word yeah um, and the last part of that is hey who, who are these people who are going to be part of this church what are their gifts we know the church is a body we know every part uh, every, everyone brings gifts to the table what are people's gifts and how do they want to mm-hmm. use those to shape the mission and so meeting with that group over the next number of months six to eight months or whatever that would be and then starting tentatively march 2023 uh mm-hmm. having like a like a, a launch and uh, begin having public services then so that's that is the mm-hmm. rough timeline mm-hmm. that's yeah. exciting it's good so it's something that i think maybe some of our members might be thinking about it's what's the what's the connection between um your your church plant uh the church plant you're, you're looking to see in, in downtown and city church like what how is this all going to kind of work together? We've seen a number of different iterations of uh, <laughs> what uh, connectivity to other yeah. plants that we've done in, a, in the past, um, which I think all of us will be very quick to admit that this is a very clear way that we can show that we, uh, we're not experts in this <laughs> and we're trying many different things. Uh, uh, ultimately, like, what connectivity? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that. right. It's like I want nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah. But wh- how do you how do you guys see that playing out in the in the years to come? What what does our connection to one another look like? Yeah, well, I'll say I've I've loved being here for the last year. Um, it's been a real real blessing to serve alongside you all, the staff, the elders, the, the various. You know, I've served with the students. <laughs> Jason handed me some money. No, <laughs> um, to serve with the different student ministries. I've told people this, and it's true. I mean, if I it's if I lived in Cleveland and was not serving in a church, I would attend City Church, and that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing, you know. Um, um, and so. That's a, it's a wonderful thing to get to work at the church that you would attend if and be a part of if you didn't if you mm. weren't working for it you know I mean that's, mm. that is that's not always the case for pastors I know so mm. anyway that that's been a real blessing um, I do know that um, another blessing I feel that is I have really two churches that are coming alongside of me and helping mm. to support me as I'm coming out City Church where I'm at now or you know this church as well as Cuyahoga Valley Church which I grew up going to mm-hmm. and I think the real Bless, well, one of the blessings of being here and where I, I see the partnership continuing to extend going forward is the city church, um, though Cleveland Heights, right, as we would say, you know, it's the first community outside of the, you know, it's not in the city limits, but mm-hmm. compared to where I, you know, I grew up, which is a much more suburban church. Um, the philosophy of ministry is going to look more similar. It is a more transient mm-hmm. community. There's mm-hmm. things I'm going to learn. So I, I see um, learning from city church and what you all have done over the last 10 years i see that being very beneficial to me going forward mm. um and and i really do hope that there continues to be a partnership and a uh sharing of um ideas praying for one another you know having a a common vision as as to mm-hmm. uh, be a part of what god's doing here in the city 
Yeah, and I I think it's worth worth noting and saying like we've said this, but just to be clear, like we are we are pro clay planting a church and we are pro him talking to all of you. I joke with him all the time. Like one of the things that, about church planting, uh, it can be very be- beneficial and a blessing to you know the sending church or partner church. Um, and one of those blessings is it seems like uh, pain in the moment, but like these, this idea of gospel goodbyes where you're mm-hmm. hoping to send some of your very best to start a new kingdom work because and it's a gospel goodbye because it's driven by the gospel mm-hmm. and people are moving and we're, I can simultaneously joke about punching clay for talking to people that I really like, <laughs> but also like on my knees praying that they go with him yeah. um, at the same time. And so uh, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a, that's a very cool thing. And, you know, one of the things that, um, one of the reasons that Clay kind of joined with us, there were some things that he needed to kind of prove out, um, mm-hmm. even in his leadership of just, you know, starting some things, casting some vision, building a team. And he was giving some really <laughs> like good opportunities here. And I would That's say true. did it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you have served on teams with him. He was tasked with kind of resurrecting our city kids ministry mm-hmm. and uh, kind of leading out and starting uh, youth ministry in a college ministry. And yeah. all three of those are up and running today, thanks mm-hmm. in large part to his leadership. And of course, the, the ministry teams that right. were working alongside Absolutely. him. But mm-hmm. he has, um, he's like proven to us uh, you know, it's interesting with Clay, like he doesn't have the personality of like what some people would say, oh, like the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, like, like starter upper guy. I don't know what, what you want to call yeah, it, yeah. but he has just proved like, <laughs> like his, his steadiness, his, his tenacity, his willingness to, to do what it takes, his ability to gather and lead people well, um, and his, his biblical knowledge continues to like blow us away we love sitting around and talking about the scriptures with him when we're planning our services and so on and so forth and we've all we've all gained a lot of confidence in clay and um we're super excited to see what the lord does uh, through his leadership and and we're praying some of you people listening would would go with them and partner with him in that work and we want to do whatever we can to come alongside him to help him there so yeah, I think uh, you were talking, these are all ways that it can bless our church by mm-hmm. being a part of it. Um, and new churches bless the city in new ways, too. They start mm-hmm. new ministries. Yeah. You talked about new missional efforts. Yeah. Um, and again, there will be new believers mobilized because yeah. of your church. They'll, have, they'll use it as a vehicle where they haven't been attending uh, a body before. Yeah. Um, I, I often uh, kind of circulate this little white paper I have of Cleveland's Hard 10 is what I call them. Mm. Cleveland is one of the hardest uh, cities in America to live in. Um, mm. Cleveland is, uh, it has a lot of odds stacked against it, even while it has a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of things, just uh, magazines have ranked it the number one most stressed out city in America. Mm. And for that, they measure a lot of poverty ratings. They measure divorce rates. We have the highest divorce rate mm-hmm. in the country. Um, all things that I think the gospel can breathe new life into mm-hmm. and give rest to. Um, one of the things, you being downtown, I am very hopeful for sort of a change in the tide of our political structures in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The past half century um, has seen more um, indictments and more federal charges mm-hmm. against officials, elected officials in Cleveland statistically than any other city in the country. So people always mm-hmm. joke about Chicago, um, mm-hmm. politicians being, you know, brought in with a parade and then coming Mm -hmm. out corruption and handcuffs Mm -hmm. it happens at a higher rate here in cleveland Mm -hmm. and our people suffer for it our neighborhoods suffer for it so Mm -hmm. to have the gospel being preached to have Mm -hmm. the center of justice and truth Mm -hmm. and beauty
with the body downtown really gives me uh, hope of how a new church downtown will benefit the neighborhoods and mm-hmm. the corporate structures, the mm. political spheres, the schools, everything mm. like that. Amen. Really Amen. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, maybe the, to wrap it up, Clay, um, maybe not all of us will be going with you, but we can all be praying for you. How can how can we be praying for you and, and for this, this effort? Yeah, that would be great. Um, well, you can certainly pray for these next few months and that the Lord would um, be leading and knitting together that core team. Mm-hmm. And so for my conversations with people, that I would get to meet the people who the Lord would um, want to be a part of this team. And mm-hmm. you can be praying um, that the Lord would really, again, knit this team together in love and in unity and of and of one mind. Um you know, when, especially once we get towards the fall and when fundraising efforts begin, you know, it takes obviously finances to start church. So you can be praying that the Lord would provide um, space and, and, the, and the money and, and all the things, all the practical things that would go into um, starting a church. Um, and then you can pray really for fruit when, when the church starts and that we would uh, see uh, believers grow in their faith and ultimately new people come to, mm. to faith in Jesus and mm-hmm. then to see transformation in the mm. city. Um, I mean, I suppose I'll say one more thing. You could pray for me individually too as well for my own wisdom and strength, endurance, and so on in this process. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. Jason, you want to pray for him and we'll close it out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Father, we're so grateful for Clay. Um, we're grateful for his vision um, to reach downtown, uh, to reach many who um, he would say are his peers, maybe people he went to high school with. Thanks for giving him that heart. Thanks for um, shaping him and transforming him into uh, the man that that you have placed um, here for this work. And so, Lord, we pray for him um, that you would provide for him in every way financially, uh, provide him the right uh, team members um, to beef up where he's lacking in his gifting and to encourage him in his strengths. Lord, would you go before him? And we know you care about downtown more than we do. Mm-hmm. And you are going before us. You're already doing work in the hearts of people there. So, Lord, would you do your work and would you use Clay and his team in this effort um, to reach people yes, Lord. with the gospel? And, Lord, is um, a, a person we respect in the church planting world is that a, a church that isn't sending is ending. And so, mm-hmm. Lord, we have um, had many iterations of this. And I think the heart many times has been pure, at least partially so, at least. And God, we we continue to want to be a part of that. We don't want to give up on church planting because it's been hard and we've done it wrong. Um, Lord, that is your plan A, to reach the world, um, to see all things new. And so, Lord, would you bless our efforts? Would you build our church up and bless our efforts as we come alongside, hopefully send some of our best people, send resources um, to see this work um, come to fruition. And we'll just trust you and ask in the name of Jesus that you would make it so. And we do pray it in his name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you on the next one.